Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode six of A Common Idiot Podcast. My name is Matt. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And we got a lot to talk about in this episode. It's been a while since my last one. I say this pretty much, I feel like, every episode. Uh, I said, yeah, I'm going to be more consistent, and then that doesn't happen. And uh, I moved, so I had to get my studio set up and, and all that fun stuff. And look, if you've moved ever, which I'm sure you have, you know that's the worst experience in the world. Um, still, I apologize for not being a little bit more consistent and getting more videos or video slash podcast out, but it is going to be happening now. <laughs> I say that every time, but I'm being serious now. So, um, yeah, a lot has happened. Uh, welcome to World War Three. That's apparently kicked off. So that's fun. Um, and no, it's it's really not World War Three. I mean, you have the Russia invading Ukraine. So that's always good news, right? Oh, man, that's just a that I could do a whole podcast on just that alone. But we're not going to just talk about that. We have some other things that we need to talk about, but we can we can kick it off there. Um, that whole thing is just absolutely mind boggling. I mean, is it really surprising, though? It's not. If, if you think about kind of what happened and you you go past what the mainstream media news has been telling you, um, it was pretty much on the table. And I mean, I don't think it would really surprise anybody, probably some, because some people are still in the dark. You know, China is going to be doing this next with Taiwan now. That's officially on the table. They've been, we, that's been hinted at for years. And now, you know, with Russia doing this with Ukraine, why wouldn't they, you know? Um, so, I mean, it, to break it down, right, everyone's saying that uh, somehow this is still Trump's fault. I don't know how we can get to that conclusion. Wouldn't if that was if Trump was OK with it, wouldn't he just have allowed it when he was in office? But I, I guess it's Trump's fault. I don't know. But, uh, you know, orange man, bad. Everything that happens in the world today is is clearly Trump's fault. I feel like 10 years from now, if, he, if Trump's still alive or dead, regardless, everything's still going to be his fault. It won't matter. They have to have a have to blame it on somebody. But I mean, if you think about how we handle Afghanistan, right, completely just showed no backbone. Uh, completely dropped the ball on that. I mean, what was he? What was Putin's alternative? Right? Was he? Well, these people aren't going to do anything. And what's mind-boggling to me right now is how many people that that are quote-unquote right-wing or on the right, conservative, that are so pro United States getting involved in this. Look, no offense to anybody out there from the Ukraine, or if you're Ukrainian or you know anybody. But I don't give a fuck about Ukraine. Sorry. Look, not being mean, fight your own damn war. The, the United States cannot continue to be the world police forever. It just can't. Why do we want American kids to go die for the border of Ukraine? First off, what I'm seeing online anyway, and now that's another, we'll get to that too. From what I am seeing, they're doing okay. They're holding their own. Uh, the Ukraine people and the Ukrainian army or whatever they are, they've been in Afghanistan as of, you know, when, during the conflict back in the last 10 years or so. They have combat experience. Uh, when's the last time Russia's been involved in any type of, of like real armed conflict for a long period of time? I would say the 80s of Afghanistan was the last major conflict they've had. I'm sure they've had some little things in between there. I'm not a obviously a history connoisseur of of every of all of russian culture and history so i'm not 100% of every armed conflict they've been in but the last major one where they're going to get a lot of war experience would be the 80s of afghanistan so you know they don't really have a lot of combat experience and from what i'm seeing online they're getting their asses kind of handed to them because they didn't expect this much resistance that they're getting from not only the ukrainian army but also civilians are taking up arms as well. So they're doing fine. We don't need to send our youth over there to die in a puddle of their own blood in some European gutter. Like, sorry, guys. Listen, and I, I've been there, right? When I was in the Marine Corps, I wanted trigger time. I wanted to go to Afghanistan. I was like, yep, let's go. Let's go to Afghanistan, Iraq, whatever. I, that's what you sign up to do. That's what you want to do. That's, you know. But now, now thinking about what's going on and seeing and my eyes being very wide open as to 
where we are as a country and as a world, we have so many of our own problems. It's literally like if the Titanic was in the middle of sinking and we sent our own lifeboats to go help another boat a thousand miles away. Like we can't afford to send our boats elsewhere. We're sinking as it is. We have our own problems. If you haven't noticed, our own southern border is completely wide open. Nobody cares about the southern border invasion of immigrants and refugees that are just flooding our borders every single day. Nobody talks about that. Where's Ukraine sending their help for us, right? Uh, it's it's not going to happen. So we have our own problems. Um, I get that there's a lot of people that want to go up there and uh, and fight uh, Putin, but uh, you know they, they got they they're fine, they're good. And you know what? Let the UK deal with it. Let British do it. Let the French do it. Let the Germans do it. Why aren't they? Let them go over there. They're right there. They're literally next door neighbors. Go figure it out. We don't need our help. Well, you're fine. The amount of people. Like I said, the right-wing people, like politicians and stuff, that were so anti-mask, right? They're all like, oh, we got to stop all these mandates and blah, blah, blah. And now they're completely on board with the media about war. The drums of war are beating hard, and they're all about it. Why? War is profitable. A lot of these people are involved in that stuff. So don't don't fall into this. Don't bite this. And what's absolutely also insane, so many leftists are also beating the drums of war. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. Listen, I'm not all about like peace and happy. Like, of course, I don't want any any type of conflict or war, right? It's, it's miserable. It's horrible. If you've actually seen anything of that nature, if you've actually seen violence in real life and the outcome of violence, you want nothing to do with it. Now, it doesn't mean you're afraid to accept it, but you want to prevent it at all costs. The people that are all about beating the drums of war are usually never involved in it and are never going to be near the violence. But when you've smelled the blood, when you've been around it, when you see it, it's a different, it's different. You don't want it. And all these leftists that I see, like, especially on Twitter and stuff, which we know it's a cesspool, but... They're all about it. Everyone's got their little Ukraine flag in their handle now. Everyone's all pro-Ukraine. And if you even question what the mainstream media is, is showing you, you're a, you're a Russian spy or you're a Russian bot. It's so fascinating to me that for two years, and even there's right-wing people that are doing that too, for two years, we have watched the mainstream media completely lie to us about everything with the mandates and the masks and all that nonsense. But now all of a sudden, they're supposed to be telling the truth. Hello, have we not learned anything? You cannot trust these people for anything. They are all liars. I am seeing so many reports of stuff where they're taking old video, like for example, this it's a famous photo now. It's been circulating the web, uh, the interwebs, where this woman is has like a bandage around her eye, and there's like blood everywhere and stuff. And it, they're showing like, oh, the Russian, and they're they're stoking fear. They're trying to build, you know, this support for this war. It turns out there was like a gas explosion back in like 2014 or 10 or something like that. It's fake. It's fake. They're showing. Uh, all kinds of stuff of, of it looks like kids get it or not kids, but like things being bombed and everything. And they're all old footage. There was a, a one picture of Ukrainian um, like convoy going past and the kids are waving the little flags and everything. And they're using this as propaganda. And it's, it's literally from like six years ago. It's all bullshit. There was another one where they showed uh, a Russian, formation of fighter jets like flying over and the picture was from below right like where you see the building and the russian planes are low it was from a parade and the picture was taken in like russia when they were showing like they do those military parades they're using that as if like that was from take taken from ukraine it's so insane but no one's no one seems to like oh maybe 
maybe we should question what's being pushed to us, right? Remember, there's always a narrative. There is always something that they're selling you. Why are they selling this so hard? Yeah, this is important, I think. Obviously, this is, you know, this is the world where we're all supposed to be happy and peaceful and no one's supposed to like fight with each other and 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 Putin's like, "Nah, well, I'm going to I'm going to invade." And a lot of people have never seen this stuff on TV before. You know, I grew up in junior year of high school, me and my dad were sitting up till like two in the morning watching the invasion of Iraq with the press being embedded with the Marines as they were rolling into Baghdad. And that was some fucking TV back then. But, you know, I've been through this already. This is not my first war that I'm watching on TV live, right? A lot of people, this is new. And people, this is all about stoking fear. They sell Fear. This is fear porn. No one's afraid of COVID anymore. No one gives a shit. It's old news. Now what do they need? Now they need this to be afraid of. You literally have people asking, can I get drafted? You're not going to get drafted. What are you, out of your mind? Come on, don't be stupid. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that are stupid. And they think that this is like a major problem for us. And listen, I'm not, again, I'm not pro-war, I'm not pro-Putin. But to my understanding, the reason, he wanted peace talks with the Ukrainian president. And the Ukrainian president was like, nah, get, get fucked. Like, he didn't want to go to war. But he also does, doesn't, he wants my understanding, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But my understanding from what I've uh heard and read and tried to decipher through a lot of bullshit is that he wanted Ukraine to stay neutral. He doesn't want the Ukraine to join NATO because essentially, if you think about it, that would be like if there was a an alliance like the member, was it Bush called the axis of evil back then when he called like Iran, I think Russia and, you know, there was an axis of evil. So imagine that's the axis of evil. Imagine if you have Russia, China, Iran, North Korea. Let's say let's let's call them the axis of evil. And Mexico is like, eh, maybe maybe I'm leaning towards the axis of evil. We would be like, oh no, the fuck you ain't. <laughs> no, you ain't. You're our next door neighbor. We don't want you doing that. That's that's essentially the same thing. And also, Ukraine used to be a part of the Soviet Union prior to the collapse. So they all feel like that's a part of Russia. Now, I don't obviously condone taking over. I think if a country wants to be their own people, that's fine. But I can understand where Putin's like, hey, I don't want you to put a base like right outside our house because, listen, you should look up some things about NATO, right? It's, It's not the best. There's, there's a lot of issues with NATO. And also, why do why does a lot of people feel, why do a lot of people feel that only the United States can invade countries? Why are we the only ones that get that invasion card and that's okay? Right? You know, after 9-11, we were all up, everyone was all together. The drums of war were beating like, hey, we need vengeance on what happened. We should have been looking inward, but... That's another story. We're all like, hey, we got to do something about this. So we all wanted to go and bomb the shit out of the people who just destroyed the, the worst attack on American soil of all time to, to this date. But then we go into Iraq and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, why? <laughs> why are we going to Iraq? And they lied. Well, they got them weapons of mass destruction and, uh, you know, that's Saddam Hussein's bad dude. Okay. And where's the proof? Well, you just got to trust us. What? What? We just got to believe you? Why would we believe you? Why don't you actually show us evidence? Oh, well, well, fuck you. That's why. Because they don't need to. So we went into Iraq for no reason whatsoever. Countless American soldiers and troops died. Countless Afghanistan Iraqis died. For what? For what purpose? None. And then, and then, mind you, the media spun it all like they were 
hey, all pro, pro war. They were all on it. Like, yeah, this is what we got to do because they are part of the system. And then we come to find out years later, there weren't. And all, uh, well, we, <laughs> that, was a, that was a minor miscalculation on our part. Sorry. 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 That's it. That's it. Okay. In this country, you can defend your own home and kill somebody from invading into, from breaking into your own home and potentially face jail time. Yet you have government officials who will invade another country and go, oopsie, and no accountability whatsoever. How the fuck does that make any sense? How is that a, a thing? Well, you know, you know, we're politicians. We, we don't, we're not, you peasants, that's what the, the laws are to keep you peasants and you common folk in check. That's not for us. We do what the fuck we want. And that's literally what they do. So why would I, or why should anybody go to war with another country that has no bearing on us whatsoever for, for what, Pelosi? For these corrupt individuals running our country? You would fight and die for them? What are you, out of your mind? We have problems here that we need to solve and fix. You know what everyone's completely not talking about anymore? COVID's completely gone. No, no conversations of COVID. For two years, I think it's more than two years now, that has been shoved down our throat. COVID, 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 COVID. Now, all of a sudden, war breaks out. COVID goes, oh, well, well you got an invasion going on? <laughs> I'll hang back here. Uh, you know, I, I'll wait until the war's over, and then I'll start infecting people again. How come the Ukrainians and the Russians invading aren't wearing masks? You know, I would assume since COVID's that dangerous, we should be wearing masks while we're invading these countries. Where's their... Did they do they have their boosters? That's another crazy thing. You see a lot of people where they're like they're scared about the draft happening, which is absurd. And they're like, send the draft the unvaccinated. You kicked all the fucking unvaccinated out of the military. What are you talking about? No, you idiots that wanted your your nine booster shots. You're good. Enjoy it. Enjoy uh Europe in fucking February. Tell me how cold it is. So they can't even get their own narrative straight. But no, it's COVID's gone. That's taken a backseat until this is over or until the primaries are over, until elections are over. And then that and they're already, oh, well, you know, it's uh, it's it's calmed down now, but it'll be back because it's never going to go away because they always have to sell fear. If you're scared, what do you do? You rely on your leaders to lead you. No, no. Everyone's also forgot about the uh, the Canadian convoy. Listen, if you've paid attention to that trucker convoy in Canada and you have Justin Trudeau, that piece of shit communist, coming out and condemning Putin, what who's the bad who's the real bad guy here? Who's the real bad guy here? It's absolutely insane to me. So Putin's the bad guy, but Trudeau is on the other side. Where the fuck am I? Because they're both pieces of shit, in my opinion. Trudeau literally had his own citizens beat for a peaceful protest. They beat them. There's a reporter that's suing them, this woman. They, like, nightsticked her in the face, cross-checked her like with a, like a hockey stick right in the mouth, and then shot her point-blank with one of those... Um, CS canisters, which CS is like that, uh, like pepper spray gas or whatever, right? Like point blank, they shot her in the chest or leg or something like that. She was all fucked up. Th that's the guy that is condemning Putin, even though that char, uh, uh, that the guy who runs like economic world, the, the World Economic Forum, that fucking evil German dude, sounds like a literally from like a die hard or the bad guy is openly saying that we have infiltrated governments around the country around the world 
like Trudeau. He name drops Trudeau's name. So this great reset, new world order motherfucker is like, oh yeah, Trudeau's our guy. But he's the one condemning Putin. Okay. Where that's where I have to take a step back and start looking at everything and go, okay, what's really going on here? Now, apparently a new trucker convoy has started in, in the United States, which is the most dumb thing on the planet. Like, hello, January 6th should have been a very wide eye opener for you. That there is no positive of any of, of this peaceful, like they're going to have people like feds involved, and they're going to set you up. They are going to set you up as a psyops, just like January 6th, and say that you were insurrectionists, you were terrorists, that's what they're claiming they all were, and they're going to hold you as a fucking political prisoner, which is what they're doing with January 6th people. They're still arrested with no, no charges. They're still being held. We don't care about that. That's all just okay. Whether, whatever, what side you're on, whether you're left or right, whatever, don't you think these people need to be held? Like, we were all about not torturing terrorists that have committed atrocities. But, you know, people that were at January 6th can be held with no charges in like a Guantanamo Bay type security prison for how long? Nobody should. Nobody. Not even terrorists should be held at Guantanamo Bay for 20 years plus. That's not human rights. I'm sorry. Try them. Do something with them. If you're going to charge them, charge them. If you're going to, like, something, you can't just leave them in limbo because you don't want to deal with them. Listen, the more I, I love my country, I love the United States. I, I am so proud to be an American. But our politicians and our government have completely destroyed our country. That's not fake. That's that's real stuff. Our government is, I hate to say it, but they're the they're really the kind of the baddies here. Oh, I think all governments are, to be honest with you. They have no interest, or they, they don't really care about the interest of the people. They care about the interest of themselves. There was a Twitter account that followed Pelosi's um, stock trading. It followed everything that she did, and they took it down. Very, very uh, interesting. Now, why would they do that? First off, I don't think that she should be able to trade anyway because she has inside information. So, you know, she has insider information on all this stuff. So she gets insider news of, and then that's why, and it's technically not her doing the trading. It's like her husband which is absolutely just insane to me. And everyone's like, okay with that. This is why you need term limits. You got to get these people out of here or you need to pass rules and laws saying that like, hey, you're not allowed to do any of this nonsense because they can just do whatever they want. But if I do it, I'm going to prison for the rest of my life. There was also a really interesting bit of information that was circulating the interwebs. And they took this stuff down immediately, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, there are apparently U.S. bio labs in the Ukraine, a couple in Kiev, which is like their capital, and a couple other places. I don't know. I can't understand half these fucking names. But it says exclusive U.S. bio labs in Ukraine, and they are financed at the expense of the U.S. Department of Defense. The laboratories are located in Odessa and eh, you know, a bunch of others. Well, these areas were hit by Russia, like bombed and destroyed. So, and Putin's has said a bunch of crazy shit like that, you know, these are this, these are issues or something to do with, with the, the COVIDs. Now, everything I've seen online about this that was up <clears throat> gets gets knocked down immediately. But there but the other things of misinformation are not being taken down. So everyone's like, well, why is that? taken down, but the other things aren't, right? And usually, if we've been paying attention, whatever big tech takes down immediately is they're hiding something. They don't want you to see that. So now think about this too, right? Putin has Twitter. 
Putin has a Twitter account. Trump doesn't. You have other terrorist leaders that have a Twitter account. Trump's not allowed because he's too mean. Something's off there. Remember, you have to see past the curtain. But hey, shut up, fools. Do your, do your peasant work. Just do your jobs, shut your mouth, and we'll tell you what to do. It's very, very concerning. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't really think uh, much is going to come of this. Apparently, I've just, I saw earlier, uh, and no, this is not from mainstream media. This is from, like I said, there's a couple accounts on Twitter that are actually showing you live, real video. And it's, there is some disturbing stuff. You're seeing, you know, and I'm not about this stuff. Um, I don't recommend it. But you're seeing the 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 outcome of war. Dead bodies, you know, getting shot up. Uh, prisoners of war, with uh, most of them I'm seeing are Russian prisoners of war. Um, but yeah, they're uh, you're seeing a lot of this stuff. It's called Ukraine Live, and a lot of this stuff is from the front, like from the front lines, and it's that's the interesting stuff. So just now, literally, just happened. 10 minutes ago, there was a video or a picture of a Ukraine woman a couple days ago, some bullshit about her uh, setting up a mine or blowing something up to stop a Russian advance or convoy, and she was killed in action, and they're claiming she's a fucking hero, right? Some Saving Private Ryan type bullshit. Literally right here, it says, I'm still alive, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, everything will be fine, long live Ukraine. It's a video of her. These motherfuckers are lying about everything. And of course, they're trying to prop up a woman. There was another picture I saw of where it's like, Ukrainian citizens are taking up arms. These motherfuckers look like goofballs. They're like, this kid's like 15 years old, this woman, these girls. And they are, none of them have ammo. They're holding guns. It looks like stock footage of a fucking uh, music band. You know, like a CD cover or something. And it was like, oh, my God, bless these children. Shut the fuck up, you idiot. Are you that stupid? Are you that stupid? I don't know, man. This shit is fucking beyond dumb. But, yeah, no, so apparently this superhero woman who uh, gave her life to stop a, a Russian convoy uh, is it's not dead. Didn't even do that, and it's fine. People think of war, they literally think of, like, it's saving Private Ryan. Like, it's, it, they think that as it's being played out, it's in, like, it's not the same. When you watch these actual videos, it's, like, real life is not like a movie. You know, when you see a car accident in a movie, it's very cinematic, uh, you know, I can't say the word because I'm a retard. Uh, it's very movie-ish, right? Now, you see a accident in real life. It's very violent. It's nothing like a movie. You can smell burn, uh, burnt rubber. You can hear the screech. You can hear the crash. You can feel the heat. Violence is not fun. Real life violence is not fun. Watching these videos of lifeless bodies on the ground is not fun. So people that are all sitting here pro-war, they need to watch some of this stuff. Because when you see this stuff, especially if you've seen it in real life, you don't want this. You want nothing to do with this. Like here, plane shot down near Chernobyl waiting for confirmation of its identity. You can see a rocket shooting up out of the sky, hitting the plane, and the plane come down. That's terrible. That's terrible. What? I don't care what side it is. Someone just got probably killed. There was another video I saw of a pilot uh, evacuate, or a uh, coming in from being ejected and he like smacks the side of a building and comes down and like the the civilians are rushing him imagine imagine being that pilot. that's this that's no different think about it this way that's what it reminded me of was black hawk down right now we were over there being involved in something that we probably shouldn't have been um and the civilians were attacking when the black hawk went down they rushed the helicopter that's another thing. 
during this Twitter account, I've been seeing they're like, uh, you know, Putin said he like doesn't want to uh, bomb civilians and everything, right? He said, I want to just keep it like just uh, war, like armies against armies, essentially. Well, a lot of your civilians are taking up arms. They're creating Molotov cocktails, things of that nature, which I don't mind. Like, I, I would I would do that if you had China or Russia or whoever rolling in through my town. Yeah, I'm not going to let you just I'm not going to die on my knees. Hell no. I'm going to fight for my country. So I get it. I understand that these civilians are doing what they need to do as they should. But now they're crying and saying, oh, Putin lied. They're bombing civilian buildings. Well, listen, once you pick up a rifle, whether you have a uniform on or not, you're no longer a civilian. You're an enemy combatant. So if you're a 90-year-old woman with a Molotov cocktail and you're out to throw it at someone, if they shoot you in the face, there is no woe is me, you're 90 years old. <laughs> Equal, like Equality is across the board. Whether you're a 10-year-old kid or a 90-year-old woman, if you pick up a weapon and you're going to use it on somebody and they use force against you and take you down, that's fair game. That's war. It's not fun. But that's reality. Hmm. It's bonkers, man. It's very interesting of how televised this is, too. I Apparently, someone told me that there's like this stuff is all over uh, TikTok. I don't have a TikTok because TikTok is absolute trash and garbage. But apparently, like there's so many things on TikTok that are coming out that from the front lines, like Russian soldiers and uh, Ukrainian soldiers are using TikTok. Like it's very fascinating how you would th dude, <laughs> that you would think that this, uh, you know, they would they would allow this. But I'm watching a video right now. It's hilarious. It says Ukrainian man found a mine, a mine near his house and with his own hands and cigarette in his mouth, placed it away in the woods. And this motherfucker picked up a landmine and you see him slowly holding it in his hand, like as if he's like holding a fragile cake in his hand for a wedding, walking it across the street into a fucking into the woods. How how fucking bonkers is that? Can you imagine picking up a fucking landmine? <laughs> I would not touch that. Have you again mentioning Save It Private Ryan? Have you seen what happens? Do you understand? Now, I guess that's the best way to go if you're going to go very fast and quick. You're not going to you're just done. You're gone because this landmine is about the size of like a a 25 like diameter wise, like a 25, 25, 30 pound like weight for a bench press. And he's just carrying it across the street, <laughs> a cigarette in his mouth. Man, that's fucking wild. I wouldn't pick that up. There ain't no way. I'm not picking up a landmine. No, not at all. I would just make sure, hey, like, uh, you know. Stay away from it. Tape it off or something. Wait for EOD like you're supposed to for hours and hours and hours. Oh. Yeah, there's also there's a bunch of other chaos going on. A lot of people don't realize. Like I was there's a there's a hashtag going around, like apparently the Ukrainians that are leaving the the soldiers that are like letting them board trains, they're not letting like the refugees that they've let into their country board. So like African refugees, for example, they're telling them like, "Nah, you got to fuck off Ukrainians first. Now, imagine if that happened here. Imagine if that happened in the United States. Imagine if we told like immigrants from any country that immigrated here, like, no, 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 you're fucking second, bud. People would fucking shit that they would lose their mind. They'd be, they'd call racism. That's another thing. Why is it that Everyone now is so pro-Second Amendment for other countries, not ours, for other countries. The Ukraine, right? Like, everyone's like, oh, we got to get them arms, got to get them weapons, and this, that, and the other. But here, everyone's like, no, we got to take your rifles. You don't, you don't need rifles. They're for hunting. No, it's to prevent shit like this. Because they live in a world where they think, like, this can never happen. This will never happen here. This will happen in third world country Ukraine because they're peasants. That's their mentality. That's their mentality. Oh, no one will ever have the balls to invade the United States. Mm, I don't I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate.
So, and you know what? I'd rather be safe than sorry. Because look at what Canada did. They turned in all their weapons. They're not allowed to have weapons. Same thing with Australia. And their own government is using it against them. So, no. The Second Amendment is keeping us from a lot of things. Remember, the good old verbiage from World War II. Why the Japanese never invaded the United States. They literally said, behind every blade of grass would be an American with a rifle. And that's, a, that's basically what you're seeing now with Russia. I mean, you have citizens that are taking up arms. They didn't anticipate that. They anticipated that these cities and stuff were going to fall quick. And they were just going to move on. Sorry about that. Yeah, they assumed that everything was going to go quick. And people were going to drop and just flee. And they were going to roll through these towns no problem. They didn't anticipate this. So, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to me, but we'll see how this plays out. Apparently, like I said, there's uh, they're talking about potential peace talks now. Um, so maybe that uh, maybe that changes things, and and they start trying to have some type of yeah. See, Ukraine agrees to hold talks with Russia at the Belarusian border. I don't know, no idea. I can't say that word. So we'll see. I don't know. It's absolutely uh, bonkers to me how this is playing out, but I don't know. We will have to find out and see. Yeah, but uh, the stuff in Canada, that was wild too. Like I said, I don't see how that's going to be beneficial us doing here. You're better off, in my opinion, than having some like trucker convoy and going to D.C. and all that because they're already putting up fences around D.C. again. Just, just go on strike. That's how you, if you really want to screw people over. Because we need truckers. That's not like you, you can't, you, you can't do anything without them, right? They are literally the lifeblood of, of all of our stuff. So when you go to the store and there's nothing in the store, well, that's truckers are have, have a lot to do with that as well. So yeah, let's, let's uh, put them out of business. Let's put them out of work. That makes a lot of sense. We already have enough problems where you don't have meat in the store and meat prices are through the roof because, you know, eating meat now apparently is bad and they want us to eat soy burgers or this plastic meat kind of shit. I don't know. The world's insane to me. But what are we what are we going to do, right? Like I try not to stress about this stuff. It's hard not to. But you can't. You can't think about it. You just got to like Find other things to keep you occupied. That's why I play hockey. I do things like that. I try to escapism, right? I try to watch movies and stuff. And there's some good movies out there and, and shows that come out that aren't too like over the top about pushing politics and all that. Um, you know, I wouldn't recommend things like the new Lord of the Rings show coming out. Your God. Ooh, that looks like an absolute dumpster fire disaster. I mean, all these shows now, they're just, it's, they're rewriting history. They're trying to, they're not honoring the past of what came before. They're just rewriting it, doing their own thing and expecting you to shut up and take it and enjoy it. Disney did that with Star Wars. All these, all these big corporations are doing that with everything that they get their hands on. And the reason why is big corporations do not know, like all of these, IPs that have now been become this giant mass of things, right? Like Spider-Man, um, which they've, they've done a decent job with Spider-Man. But for the most part, you know, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, they were created with love and passion by just a single man or woman like, you know, Harry Potter and all that. It was, it was something that they loved and they created from their own thing. And they, they understand it because they created the world. Well, now these corporations essentially have it. That's why Star Wars, if you most things Star Wars that are new, don't feel like Star Wars is because they don't understand it. They don't know. They just figure we know the aesthetic of Star Wars. So if we just slap that on anything, then that will feel like it's it's Star Wars. And it's not. It's clearly not. And that's why a lot of people, well, old school fans anyway, are rejecting it. You have the, the new people today that get into Star Wars. And that's the point. The new people today that get into Star Wars are growing up on this new stuff that Disney's doing, which is essentially they're just trying to like hold out. 
they figure the old fans will eventually go away and they will they will more so concentrate on this new shit same thing with lord of the rings and what they're going to do with this new show it's they're shitting on everything that tolkien came up with um his whole the lore every the groundwork that created lord of the rings they're crapping on and whether you like this stuff or not the point is is that they are disemboweling our culture slowly and i know like star wars that's not culture well that's that's our youth right that's what there's a lot of it's a hero's journey and they're destroying the hero's journey there's more to it than just it being star wars like the hero's journey we could use star wars as an example it's basically the the story of anakin skywalker it's really not about luke skywalker it's more so about anakin skywalker but luke's involved heavily um, but he helps finish Anakin's story because he came from where he came from, went through a lot of bad things, be, you know, turned evil and then went to he, you know, goodness overcame evil and he became a good guy back to being a good guy. Anyway, he fixed his ways. Well, they shit on that by this Disney trilogy stuff because you know, Anakin sacrificed, or Darth Vader sacrificed himself to save his son. And he killed the Emperor. So Darth Vader, the most evil villain of like cinema, sacrificed his own life to save his son. And what did they do? They brought back the guy that's, that Darth Vader sacrificed himself for. So basically making his sacrifice completely null and void and you and worthless <laughs> and they made uh, Luke Skywalker look like a complete bitch all because of strong whammon we needed this strong oh, and that was another thing right like even watching Luke the whole story of if you take Luke's story arc throughout this entire show Luke went through trials and errors of he didn't just he wasn't just amazing out the gate it took time to become a Jedi master. He got his ass beat by his Darth Vader. He got his hand chopped off, right? He went through ups and downs. He learned it's an arc. That's what an arc is. You have a starting point, a middle, and an end. Ray, the new woman, because she's a woman, doesn't have to go through hard times, right? She was just had all these powers out the gate. Yeah, I'm just the greatest. I'm just the greatest because I'm a woman. Yeah, well, that's not real life. That's not real life. And that's what I don't like about this stuff is they're pushing that because you're a woman, because you're this, because you're that. If you're, you know, LGBTQ, whatever your sexuality is, like you're special because of that. You're really not, though. That doesn't make you special. Like, sorry. That's great. That's maybe part of your identity. Awesome. But that doesn't make you really special. And it was funny. It was interesting. Uh, I was talking with somebody about this, and they were saying how uh, a lot of LGBTQ and um, even trans members of the trans community are saying now how like a lot of this stuff going on, like this big push for trans and the binary stuff, it's all a trend. Because if you remember back in the '90s, like what was the big trend then? It was like openly being gay right like lesbians and and bisexuals that was very very trendy and then that faded away and now like the thing is 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 trans that's everyone talks about it like that's what it is and um there's a lot of stories out there of people that went from that you know did the transition like literally did the transition and if you look at the statistics a lot of them either end up committing like suicide or they they actually transition back. And it's a very, very, very messed up story. Like it it's very it's a big toll. And I'm like I'm not saying that that that's for every like everybody does it. No, there's some people that are trans and that's fine. But there are there are also a lot of people out there that do it too young and then they transition too young. And then they, when they get older, think about it. Think about when you were young. I know when I was young, say 18, 19, 20, there's a lot of shit that I thought was a good idea then 
And I look back now and I'm like, wow, that was stupid. That was dumb. I mean, just thinking about like I was talking about earlier about the Marine Corps. I wanted trigger time. I was all about deploying. I was all about going to a strange foreign country and killing people that I didn't know because America. And today, if you ask me, hey, you want to go to Ukraine? And I would laugh in your face. The only positive of going to Ukraine right now is getting free automatic weapons. <laughs> that would be fun. If I can smuggle them home somehow would be fantastic. Um, but other than that, I don't want to kill nobody. I don't want to kill anybody unless I have to. Unless you're coming into my house or trying to rob my car or trying to harm some of my family members or something. Different story. But that? No, I don't want to. I don't want to go die in some European gutter bleeding out, looking up at the sky. No, thank you. Not for me. I'm good. So how can, how can you have kids that are like, I mean, I think they're doing this kind of stuff, like taking the hormone stuff and everything so young at like six, seven, eight, nine, like why, why let, let them like, why don't we just let them grow up a little bit and become adults? If we're saying 18, is when you can can you you can't even drink at 18 which is bizarre to me at this point but if if you can't if we can't allow you to trust you to drink until you're 21 then why don't we do that with these other things what's the harm in it i understand right i'm not in those shoes you know again because it's like well you're not you're not in there um it's not their experience so you're talking out of your element but it's not so for me, it's just for them, because if you do this type of transitional stuff at such a young age, but then you realize it is a mistake, aren't you going to, you're going to do more harm to yourself than good. And, you know, again, you can't make sure that you have all the answers. I mean, I didn't know the, I don't know anything at eight, nine, 10, 12. Fuck, I didn't know anything at 18, let alone that young. So to be able to make such a drastic choice. I think is absolutely just mind boggling to me. I don't know. I really think that they should do something or some type of, of not laws, but just, I don't know. I don't really have the answers to that, to be honest with you. But I, I just think that we should, you know, cause our youth don't know anything. Hell, I don't know anything. My thirties, what do I know? But I know more than I did when I was 18, 20. And I knew I was an idiot then, and I had no shit. So what do I know now? I just think those are big changes to be making so young. I think you should wait until you're a little bit wiser and you've lived a little bit. I mean, what what have you done at 18 years old? You went to high school, and you uh, talked about being oppressed in, in school? I don't know. I know we have a lot of things that we need to fix in our in our country, and I think that's what we should be focusing on right now. I think we should be focusing on not other world problems, our elections, whether you agree or disagree, are completely a disaster. Our country, our government, our federal government is a complete disaster. Uh, and we need to fix what's at home first before we can start fixing other people's problems. Because, you know, if you look at our adversaries like China and stuff, they they're all lockstep in line. They they're they're ready to go. They're they're good. They're all they're all in line. Uh, really interesting podcast. I would recommend. I mean, obviously, we all heard of Joe Rogan's podcast, and uh, he just had a recent one with. Um, I can't say this name because I don't know. I can't pronounce it, but it's number seventeen eighty. I want to say it's Mahid Nawaz, N A W A Z. Uh, yeah, I probably completely destroyed that that name, so I apologize. Um, but that is such a fascinating podcast. Uh, the description is, or episode anyway, he's a former Islamist turned counter-extremist activist. Very fascinating about his story. And then he's talking about like what's going on now in the world with like uh, the currency and like uh, inflation. So to give a rough estimate or rough rundown, if you don't listen to it, basically, and I knew this before, but the way he spells it out, you know, he does 
when you're thinking about something and then somebody can explain it really well, they paint a very good picture. And that's what he does about inflation. And they're killing our dollar. They're where the point where currency, physical currency, will be useless at some point. And crypto was basically the cause of that because cryptocurrency causes decentralization. And if a centralized government is what everybody wants, it's control, it's power, right? Especially money in the Fed with banks and everything. So if you, cryptocurrency was throwing a wrench in all that. So what the plan is, it seems like with the World Economic Forum and all that, because remember, they sit there and say, you will own nothing and be happy. Everything is going to become a service. You're going to be renting everything, whatever. Well, they want to get rid of the dollar and they want to go to this centralized cryptocurrency like the Chinese have. Everything is basically on a, a debit card or whatever the case is. And, you know, if the, the Chinese right now, if you go, if you're buying too much sugary food or you're buying too much meat or whatever, they'll stop you. You can't, they'll, they'll limit up. Nope. You, you've bought too much of this. You've reached your quota for the week or whatever. You can't buy anything anymore or, or, and we, we saw this with the truckers because they, they froze bank accounts of their citizens. They froze their bank accounts. If you speak out against the government, if you're doing things that they deem you as being wrong, they will just freeze your assets. And that's a way for them to control you because see with cash, if I have physical cash, you can't control me. I can do what I want. If I have a gasoline car, I can do what I want because you can't control that. An electric vehicle, they could shut you down very easily. If you think there's no kill switch in these things, clearly there is. So they that's why everything's going to electronics. You can control electronics. You can hack electronics. Anything physical. Like look at just let's just use media for example. Movies, right? They're taking old movies and they're putting new advertisements within these old movies on these digital copies or they're changing things like the movie splash the 80s movie about the mermaid who becomes a person like its legs and whatever tom hanks and all that disney owns the rights to that i think it's it was either a disney movie or it was a fox movie and when they purchase fox they they now own it whatever the case it's on disney plus when you watch that they've edited out the very uh, spoiler, the ending when she's running into the beach or into the ocean, she's naked and her ass is showing. They've edited that out and they've made her hair longer so you can't see her ass. Why? I know that's not maybe a big deal for people, but you have to understand that it's that small baby step towards other things. And other movies have done that too. So they're changing even just little things in the background for advertisements. So like, say uh, there was a Pepsi product in the back, but Coke wants that to be a Coke can and they'll pay money to them and they'll just edit Coke in there. It's very crazy. It's very insane. But that's what they're doing. Own physical media. Own physical things. Don't buy into this electric bullshit. That's a re There's a reason. I know it sounds very conspiratorial. It sounds very... Alex Jonesy, but if you actually look at, just think about it, just look, I always say this, just peel back the curtain, open the curtain up a little bit and try to see past it. And it'll, it'll start to, it'll open your eyes a little bit because nothing is really what it seems anymore. Unfortunately, and I think it's how it's always been. We just haven't like paid attention, but once you start paying attention and you start realizing what's going on and looking down rabbit holes, you're like, oh shit. Why would they do this? Why is it? And that's the thing. They don't, they want us to be asleep. They don't want us to be aware of what's going on. Everyone just thinks, ah, well, it's just fine. It's whatever. Well, you do that enough. And then eventually one day you're like, well, wait a second. Where did all this stuff come from? You know, that famous quote, every day feels the same until you look back and everything's changed. That's essentially what's going on. So you have to be aware of, of everything, unfortunately. And it does get overwhelming. And that's where you do have to take a step back. Cause I do. I have to. If I don't take a step back and escape from the reality of the mess that we're in, it just gets overwhelming and it gets depressing and it weighs you down. And I got to just like, all right, I got to I got to get out of this. I got to go somewhere and do something. That's why I play hockey. So I basically get shit faced with my friends on Sundays and we play hockey against other um, other adults, which is fun. 
Now, some of those guys, though, the problem with any type of rec league, I'm sure whether it's soccer, hockey, basketball, you always have those guys or gals, I guess, that think they're in the fucking Stanley Cup every game. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I get it. You're married. You have kids. Your wife, you want to put a pillow over her head maybe every day, and you hate your fucking job. And the only escape you have is Sunday when you're at hockey. But God damn it, we're still having fun. Like, I'm all about physicality and playing. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's not game fucking six of the Stanley Cup. Like, you got you to gotta relax. You got to calm down. You got to realize that we all go to work the next day and that we're going to go back to our, our mundane cube life the next day. So please don't take out my fucking knee while you're playing because you're, you're being over the top. And there's a lot of people that are like that, unfortunately. And I, like I said, I'm all about playing physical. I love the physicality of it. That's part of it. It's like gladiators on ice, essentially. It sounds like uh, Disney on ice, but you're basically gladiators battling for this. And I love the physicality of it. I like, that's what I enjoy about it. But there's there's a difference of physical play and hurting somebody. And there's a lot of guys there that, like I said, they think it's the, the last game and they, they kind of go over the top or they want to fight you. Now, I'm all about fighting, to be honest with you. I don't mind a good fight every now and then you need it i i feel like people have been so uh, i don't know like fighting used to be if you watch stuff from the 90s or remember the 90s growing up man we fought all the time fist fighting and whatnot like that's it's a part of aggression like we have testosterone some well some people don't anymore that's 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 something that's slowly fading if you look at a lot of uh, the youth today, the males, they're very soy. They're very rounded. You know, they're very just, they look like little baby seals walking around. There's not a lot of masculine men anymore of the youth that I see. I'm sure there's every now and then, you know, you, you do have some. But for the most part, I see they're just all very, I don't know, just soy is the best word to explain it. Um, even of my age, too, there's a lot of like, like what are you doing? Um, and, and yeah, that's coming from the food we eat and stuff. That's a, that's a whole nother podcast. Cause I'm already about an hour in, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I love that, that physicality, that testosterone running that, you know, that hard knuckle plays and the, the arguments and the shit talking and the fighting and the, the heckling and the pissing people off. Um, and fighting eyes mean like, you know, you little shove here, you'll take this, you know, you whack them in the, the shin pad with your stick to say, Hey, I didn't, that was a, that was a shit move. Don't do it again. And you, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I'm not afraid to tussle because there's been a couple times where you had a fight. Um, but, you know, in my league, they don't condone fighting. You get kicked out and everything. But I think if we could, if they legalized fighting in our country, like you can get one fist fight a week, I think we'd be in a better place. I would feel better because there's plenty of people that I come across that I would love to fist fight probably at a weekly basis. And I think you got to get that, you know, I mean, I know so many people that I've asked them and they've never, I remember when I worked in law enforcement, I knew a guy that said he's never been in a fist fight before. And I'm like, excuse me, you mean like growing up or whatever, you've never been in a fist fight before? He didn't have any brothers. He had one sister. He's like, no, I never, never in school, nothing. I'm like, the fuck are you doing, man? How is that possible? We fist fought all the time. The stories that I have with my brother, just me, just just growing up with him alone and as many times as me and him have fist fought, let alone with other people, the stories that I can tell sound so made up that I don't even talk about it because it sounds like such bullshit, but it's pretty, it's pretty funny when we sit back, we always, every now and then we'll talk about the past and all the crazy fist fights and shit we'd get into. And we're like, can you imagine doing that now? And now everyone just pulls out a gun and shoots you because everyone's a pussy and no one can take a, take a hit on the chin. But fist fighting, man, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. That adrenaline, that just, you're, you're a little scared, right? Everyone's a little scared going into a fight because you never know. You can get clipped. You get hit the wrong way. That doesn't matter. But you get that that anger, you know. But, man, it's there's nothing 
else to explain it. There's something about it that, you know, again, you don't you don't wish violence. You don't want violence, but you can't run from it either. It's just one of those things you got to embrace and accept. And uh, a lot of it is also, too, like, uh, especially, like I said, when I worked in law enforcement at the, the time when I worked in the, the jail section of it or the, yeah, the jail. Uh, I watched, you know, you, you learn a lot about human nature, right? And you can, you could punk out people. Like you'd see other inmates punk out other inmates and stuff. And it's all, it's like lions. You ever seen lions fight each other or gorillas, how they run up on each other? Like there's a, a famous video running around uh, where it's like a, a fucking goose surrounded by all these bulls, right? And this one bull comes running up as fast as he can and like gets right up to the, the goose and he stops and he's like, smashing his head down wherever like trying to be intimidating and the goose is like nah fuck you the goose is just like nah i'm not leaving you can kiss my ass that's what it's like sometimes there's a lot of people that don't want to fight they don't want to get involved and do that um and they just talk shit and you can you can you can buck them you can just just showing like your presence your you know your stance the way you're standing your eye contact and people get scared of that it's very very fascinating there's a very interesting book I recommend to a lot of people. Um, it's called the psychological, it's called on killing the psychological effect of killing in combat. And they talk about not just killing, but also like violence in combat or it during wartime and stuff. It's very fascinating. Uh, one excerpt of that. And the, the author is Lieutenant Grossman. So I recommend that book. It's a very good book. They, uh, like during the civil war time, they were fine littered rifles throughout the battlefield with like 10, 12 musket balls in the rifles, right? And everyone was like, well, why would, how would that, how is that possible? Well, some soldiers were just scared and didn't actually fire that. They just pretended to load. They would just load and then pretend to shoot and load because they didn't want to kill their fellow man. Pretty wild. Now, I think... If you think about it, we've all been um, kind of conditioned to kill, and they talk about this in the move in in, in the movie in the book, how like right now our generation and before we're like the generation kill, and through video games and stuff we've been taught like to kill and how easy it is, which is kind of scary in a sense, um, you know how I think we've kind of went too far. In the sense where now we we disregard human life like it's a joke. Like human life is just whatever. Um, but, you know, I think there's also a good medium. But, yeah, I mean, even World War II, there's, they've interviewed people. And he some of them are anonymous because they wanted to kept, be kept anonymous. And how they're talking about like how he had a bayonet, a German soldier, up close, right? Because it's different shooting a silhouette of a person than when you get up close. Because... Far away, you don't see anything, right? You see a silhouette little target. There's no details. You just aim, pull the trigger, boom, and then it goes down. You move on to the next one. When you get up close and you see what you, what that does to the body, right? Knowing that that was a person. Seeing a dead body is, is, a, is an experience in itself. But seeing that, it changes you. Well, this man, I uh, was like, I think he was like D-Day plus one or D-Day. Uh, he's an actual D-Day invasion or an airborne or something. And he actually bayoneted a, a German soldier. And as right after he did it and the soldier died, he like just vomited everywhere. It's a very taxing thing. They, they go into the psychology of, of other animals fighting like, like cobras, cobra snakes, how they fight. Like they don't actually kill themselves. Like they don't fight to the death. Like when a male cobra and another male cobra or whatever like fight each other, they just pin each other, but they don't, but they'll kill anything else, no question. But each other, they don't do it. They just pin each other to the ground and walk away. And like I think grizzly bears, the same thing. They really don't try to kill each other. They just fight. Sometimes they die, but it's not like intentional. Now, but if it was a a bear and a jaguar, you know. And a bear will try to kill that jaguar or the jaguar will try to kill the bear. No problem. But if it's, they're fighting their own, they're really not trying to fight to the death. They're just trying to fight till one gives up and walks away. Sometimes they die, but it's not intent. It's very fascinating. It's very, very interesting. So a psycho I love psychology I'm trying to break down and understand why people and do what they do. 
I mean, I, if you listen to me driving, oh my God, the psychology of how people are so stupid driving is, is mind blowing. I, it's, I don't know, but anyway, I'm going to call it there. I'm a little over an hour. So I think that's enough rambling for the day. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to be more consistent with these just because, you know, I say that every time I get, I feel like now if I don't say that I'm, I'm just, you know, not staying, uh, consistent at that point. So, uh, but thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Whatever you're listening to this on, if you press that, uh, like button or rate the, the podcast or whatever it is, I would greatly appreciate it. And, uh, if you're new to the podcast and don't know, I actually have a YouTube channel where I cover more pop culture things. I don't talk about this kind of stuff because YouTube is asshole and they don't like that stuff. They'll, they'll ban you for talking about anything or showing things. So I try to separate the two. But uh, that's also a common idiot. You can find it over there. So, But thanks, everyone. I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm going to try to be more consistent with these, get a new episode out, and we'll talk about some other things next week. So until then, stay safe. Take care.